Okay, so Twitter always tries to give us stories that they think are interesting, you know? I'm sure it's different for everybody. So today, there's a, you know, you might be interested in this couple who has gotten married, but they've never met in, in, per- in person. So they started talking on Zoom over the pandemic because they through like a Facebook group that was like matching up, not pen pals, but whatever Zoom pals from around the world. So this girl and this guy's mom became like Zoom pals. And then she said, you should talk to my son. He's about your age. So they started having like the weekly dates and all that. He eventually proposed over Zoom and they've gotten married now with ever having spent time spent time in each other's physical presence. Obviously they know what each other looks like and I'm sure they've done fun stuff on the computer together. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, but I just I just can't help thinking this is a bad idea. <laughs> That's your professional diagnosis here. <laughs> I know that people listen to this podcast for my relational wisdom. And here's the thing. What if one of them has, like, a funny smell? (laughs) I'm not saying, like, bad, but I do feel like there's, like, physical attraction things that are outside of our control. And, like, somebody's smell could, like, just really be a bad thing for you, even though it's neutral, maybe. So we're just going to skip past all of the attachment and intimacy yeah, red I'm flags here. Just go straight smell, to smell. Because that is literally the first thing I thought of. What if they have a smell that is... I also have a very keen sense of smell to make up for my other senses that are not so keen. <laughs> like my vision and hearing. So <laughs> I just... I immediately thought, like, what if they have a smell that the other person is like, uh-oh. I don't know. There's all these things working, you know, when you're around somebody of the opposite sex. As far as attraction goes, there's like the pheromones and things that are outside of our control that determine whether or not we're attracted to somebody. And I just feel like you should be around someone in person before you decide to spend the rest of your life with them. That's my professional Mm -hmm. opinion. Okay, here's my professional opinion. First of all, uh, this sounds like a courtship wet dream of like not getting getting married before you're physically around somebody. They really yeah. did. They really Nin- did kiss dating goodbye. Nin- 1997 called and is holding on line one. Uh, second of all, it was the face group, Facebook group titled uh, Help Me, I Have Severe Attachment Issues because that's what it should have been called. <laughs> Hey, you know, we were all struggling at the beginning of the pandemic to just like, what are we going to do while we're stuck at home? So, you know. Uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't go spend your government money on Amazon like the rest of us did? <laughs> <laughs> well, we should transition to just an, another oh. super fun topic, which okay. is your monologue, your 20-minute <sighs> monologue. on. Right. Can I Can I give you something real quick? Yeah. Let's let uh, you know. Let's lighten the mood here. You know all the thing about the uh, the Trump P tapes. Mm-hmm. Like the the search for Trump's P tape that like mm-hmm. Tom Arnold thought that you know Tom Arnold took a break from tweeting at Beth Moore to 
like going to search for the P tapes because he thought he could finally nail Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> did you see that where they thought they had found them? No. They thought they found like they thought they had found the actual P tapes, but then it turns out it wasn't true. It was just surveillance video of Thomas Kincaid in a Chick Fil A. <laughs> I knew you were setting up something. <laughs> I was just like, just get there already. That's what, That's she, what said. she said. <laughs> That's awful. Just took it out and whizzed all over the play place. Chick-fil-A bathrooms are notoriously nice, so. I mean, I've never been in the men's, so maybe the men's side isn't, but... Yeah, I'd rank them up there with Publix bathrooms as far as being nice. Mm. <laughs> best best public bathrooms on the next fun sexy Bible <laughs> Ranked. It might just be those two. <laughs> Target maybe? No, Target bathrooms are disgusting. Okay. I've always hated Target bathrooms. Oh uh, well, you know, is this before or after your personal boycott? <laughs> I can't go there anymore. It just it's just too constant getting hit on. Can't do it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> they realize that you're in your prime. <laughs> okay, let's talk about your I, I had some some feedback on your monologue okay. about Mark Driscoll. All right. Which, you know, I feel like you were super kind to not be like, I'm doing this episode by myself because Casey refuses <laughs> to talk to me about this. <laughs> Which is sort of halfway true. I mean, there's no way I was going to listen to a two and a half hour episode. That is... Especially when somebody was talking about him yelling. Was there a recording in it of him yelling or screaming during his sermons? That's that's at the beginning of every episode. Oh. Just you get your nervous system in a good place to listen. Just be yelled at. Anyways. Uh, so the two things I, I wrote down that um, I wanted to bring up was you were talking about God still letting himself be used through Mars Hill. And I just thought that was a great point. Just a great reminder just about how, like, God isn't limited by our badness. Like, he's not, doesn't decide, like, you know, that nothing can come out of, nothing good can come out of this place because of this horrible person and the, you know, leadership that's not doing their job. And I don't know. I just, I have to remind myself of that a lot of times when I'm being critical of institutions because you just want to write people. It's, it's, it's partially like the social media age. You just write people off, write off a church, write off a company or whatever. But sometimes there's still like good things happening there. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, this is a struggle for me because sometimes, like, you know, on either end of the spectrum, I'll just see Christians who I don't particularly enjoy, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, man, you're just like a, you're a joke. Like, you, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's a televangelist or something. It's like, man, you're just in this for the money. Like, you, but then you realize that make, maybe somebody's like hearing, actually hearing things, mm-hmm. 
that are bringing them closer to God or closer to a place mm-hmm. of belief in God, then that, you know, I just, I can't always reconcile that. So I just have to yeah. kind of chill out and accept and it. There's like a biblical precedent too for like our mindset about that. I don't remember the book or the reference because I did not win at Bible quiz like you did. But when Paul is talking about, you know, uh, he's just like, telling people that if there are people preaching the gospel for for bad motives then the most important thing is that the gospel is being preached whether it's from false motives or pure motives which is like we don't want to we don't (laughs) that's not how we want to think we want to think you have to have good motives for what you're saying to be important but apparently that's not true so uh, the other thing you asked, or you kind of brought it up as, like, something that a lot of people were wondering, is why why did the leadership still want Mark to stay after everything? And I just, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a jerk. I know that pastoring in and of itself is a very difficult job. I grew up in a pastor's family. But as far as like working at a church on a church staff, it's a good gig. Like, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but it's a good gig. Your hours are very flexible. You're going to get a day off during the week because you're, you know, you're technically working on Sunday. And... I think that that I, I don't think we should overlook that as a motivation for why people don't want their church like their churches to crumble is that they you know they're not they're not having to clock in somewhere at 8 a.m. Monday to Friday. So it's not Home for, Depot. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing that popped into my mind. It's just like I and I can say this as someone who's worked at a church twice. So this is not just me being, you know, a jerk. I've, I've, I've worked at a church. I've watched, I've, I've been in that culture and watched what it's like as a place of employment. And yeah, it, it's, it can be a really good gig. And a place like Mars Hill is probably paying very well for the, the skill levels that were there. Meaning that if those people had to go out into the private sector probably would not be paid what they were for the for what they were capable of so i think it was in the in the podcast it, it does talk i think a little bit about this i'm trying to remember exactly but like it was it was very prioritized like if you were on the media mm-hmm. like media was a huge deal like you know yeah that you were you know if you were feeding the poor or the hungry Maybe not so much, but if you were the, the guy that was making the cool videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, anyways, those were my two my two things that you talked about that I wanted to respond to. And also just ask the listeners, you know, what topic would they like to hear me talk about by myself for 20 minutes? <laughs> we could make that a, like its own segment. We could call it... Um, Girl talk, maybe? (laughs) That's true. That's true. No. It was good. 
I thought for, you know, you not having anybody replying to you, you did a great job with it. Well, thank you. It, and it people came... responded on Twitter. <laughs> so they listened. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, we don't do a lot of monologues because they're really hard to do. And if you've ever tried to monologue something, like after about two or three minutes, mm-hmm. unless you just have it all lined up, ready to go, it's, yeah. it's really difficult to make those sound decent. The three-minute drunk monologue is really easy. <laughs> Anything else is just is just too much. <laughs> Could you do a monologue about uh, cleanest public bathrooms? <laughs> I could maybe do a monologue about um, Thomas Kincaid. Oh my gosh! Like a real one? I don't know. It might just be one Thomas Kincaid joke after another for fifteen minutes. It probably would. And you would listen to it. You definitely would. <laughs> Your best, my most favorite monologue you ever did was in the Taco Bell. You uploaded it as like a oh, three-minute. Those were the dark episode. days. No, it was so good. No, wait a minute. It was um. How, okay, go I ahead. I think it was Benny Hinn and J.D. Greer or something like. I just remember you screaming. That was Arnold. The voice. Arnold. Oh, Arnold. Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Was... You screaming in Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice that J.D. Greer is a pussy. <laughs> well, now we've got our bumper quote for the episode. <laughs> Now, wait a minute. Where does that monologue rank against my yet unpublished monologue of Bruce Springsteen, worship leader? Oh, wow. That was a gift. You we, you need to put that up. I wouldn't call that a monologue. That was just a song. It was so stupid. It was great. It was so good. If I could, if I could do his his voice is really hard to do. But if I could do his voice, I'd give you a full length version of Fred Durst, worship leader. <laughs> You're making yourself laugh so it's, much. It's his voice is so squeaky, like it's really hard to do Fred Durst's voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Future SBC president Fred Durst. Okay, you know, we've been meaning to record together for about two weeks now, I think, and we haven't been able to make it happen. So sometime in that period, People Magazine named Paul Rudd Sexiest Man Alive. And I DM'd you immediately, as one does, (laughs) that Paul Rudd is not sexy. He's just not. He's attractive, but he is not sexy. And you informed me that Kendra agreed with me, which is always a win. (laughs) What did she say? What did you guys, what was your conclusion about Paul Rudd? Well, I have, I have a whole thing, but like her reaction was, it's just very dismissive. If, if you can imagine that from Kendra, it's like a him. Hold on. I'm, okay. I'm actually just going to run that as the bumper quote, and it'll be like you're you're, you're bidding our listeners farewell. 
Okay, sorry. You're kissing each of our listeners on the head and saying, until our next episode. Okay. They were so awkward. They were like, looking. (laughs) They don't care about kissing me goodbye. They just wanted to see what I'm doing. (laughs) Okay. Paul Rudd. Um, I don't know if I ever told... I'm sure I told you this at the time, but a couple of years ago, I went to New York Comic Con with Danny, and because he was an artist, they had access to private bathrooms, just so that they wouldn't have to go somewhere and wait a long time to go to the bathroom and not be able to get back to their table. So I could use those bathrooms, too, and um, I came out of the bathroom. It's like... It's just like a convention center, so just imagine, like, the behind the scenes of a convention center. And Paul Rudd was just sitting there on the back of a golf cart, you know, talking to people. So I got to see him pretty up close, maybe like six, eight feet away. I didn't stop or anything. And like, yes, he's he's definitely attractive. He's definitely like, oh, yeah, he's an actor. He's good looking. But he's not the sexiest man alive. Definitely not. Who is the female equivalent of Paul Rudd? Because it's it's someone that like their their claim to fame is attainable. Like Anna that's Paul Ferris. Rudd. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Somebody who just feels like you might have a shot with him. Mm. You mm. know? Like I think that's Paul Rudd. Like it's not Leonardo DiCaprio where it's like you would feel like, nah, don't have a shot well, with Well, I'm this way person. too old for Leonardo. <laughs> this so. is true. <laughs> Even though he's older than me. But, yeah, so, I mean, you got Oscar Isaac, who's having a moment, you know, in Dune. He's definitely just, wow. Every picture and video you see of him, he's definitely sexy. Put him on the cover. I think he was on, like, the inside of the magazine, but are I'm you little, kidding me? I'm a little suspicious of men who rely on scarves. I don't know what you're talking about. Oscar Isaac, little little scarf-dependent. No, he's not. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what are you, what? What's scarf dependent? He's scarf dependent. It's like I've literally never seen a picture of him with a scarf. Because it's 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 the first exit on the Johnny Depp highway of showing up to something and no. you have fifty thousand no. accessories. <laughs> it's no. it goes Oscar Isaac, Jared he's Leto. Definitely- beard dependent i think for his sexiness like if he shaves that beard the sexiness factor goes down about several degrees that's maybe that's just my personal taste then he turns into um i don't know who does he turn into hank azaria that's who he turns into (laughs) no stop (laughs) that's wrong that's wrong my kids put on the greatest showman yesterday or the day before you got Zach Efron in that. I know he's not really doing much right now, but man, he's way sexier than Paul Rudd. By like, I mean, by a mile. People Magazine just doesn't know what they're doing, basically. Who's running that place? I got. I mean, you can vouch for me in this. I honestly have no idea who the People Magazine sexiest woman is, or ha- <laughs> or has been. Like, I have no idea. Well, they don't do that. They don't do that? So we'll see, there you go. Like, yeah, it's only okay to objectify men. <laughs> I don't even, like, I, we talked about this. Like, I don't even know who would be considered the sexiest woman. Danny said, I asked him, 
And he said, probably Margot Robbie or someone stupid like that. I mean, I think she's, I think she's very pretty. I I don't know. Like, like my, my heart doesn't (laughs) stop when I see her. Exactly what he said. (laughs) Like, okay, Danny, pretend that you follow the trends on who men think are sexy. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I said, I, I said, I said, Oscar. I got one more though. Okay. Oscar Isaac, Zac Efron, Chris Evans. Come on. It's just, it's just, they're they're not even in the same league. Paul Rudd and Chris Evans. I, I, I think don't it's understand just understand what made them put him on the cover. Put him on the inside, sure sexiest boy next door or whatever isn't it like the oscars though where it's just like and the, and the like the nba mvp where it's just there's a little bit of your turn ism mm-hmm. where it's Maybe. like all right it's, it's his turn let's just give it to him well he is getting old so <laughs> so is he the oldest sexiest man alive no sean connery was at one point jeez Imagine was... them putting like Jane du- Judy Dench on the cover of People, like sexiest woman alive. <laughs> it wouldn't happen. So I, I think you know we talked about the attainability, but I also think it's just I mean he's he's Jim Halpert, like that's who Paul Rudd is. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. he's charming and he's. What did I say? Like he's the guy that he was the popular boy in high school that made made you not you in particular, but made you melt <laughs> in high school if you're a woman when he talked to you mm-hmm. and like you had a secret crush and yes. but he wasn't too cool that like he wouldn't just stand there and talk to you like he wasn't too good for you. He would talk to you and make yeah. you feel good, yeah. and then he'd walk away and you mm-hmm. just pine for him for the rest of the week, but you just you never. Never could get with him. And now when you see Paul Rudd, like it kind of, or Jim Halpert, like it stirs up all those things of like, oh yeah, like <laughs> that was, that was the, the popular boy in high school who talked to me. Mm. Which is, which is leading us towards the, the, the concept of Pam Beasley as the, uh, no, yeah, we're not going to do this again. This. <laughs> we've already done this. <laughs> I don't want to Emotional terrorist Pam Beasley. <laughs> But, like, Jim Halpert wasn't, I mean, he was cute, I guess, but, like, he wasn't, like, a striking, handsome man. No. It was all the charm. All the no. charm of, yes, I'm just yes. a little too cool for this place, but, like, I'm still going to talk to you and be nice to you. That's, uh-huh. like, high school uh-huh. spirit of popular kid in high school. Hmm. Which allowed <laughs> every woman to be... To see herself in the avatar of Pam Beasley. Hmm. Yeah. I'm actually not going to do it again. Well, thinking, speaking of popular kid in high school, which is an award I didn't win, and I am pretty sure you didn't win that either, most, most popular, which they actually do that. They literally do that in high school. You give out superlatives. So I figured we could um, give each other and ourselves awards that we could actually win or that we have definitely won. Um, because neither of us are ever going to win sexiest man or woman alive. <laughs> Maybe in our houses, 
but <laughs> so I have four for each of us. You only did your own because, you know, that's the way it goes, which makes me want to add another one for yours. <laughs> okay. How should we do this? Uh, we'll just go back and forth. That's fine. Okay. I'll just start with myself since I have limited, limited superlative <laughs> awards for myself. I would win the award for most tweets written and deleted while oh, I'm PMSing. <laughs> you need to have like a Patreon only Twitter feed. Dozens. Oh my gosh. We would lose all our patrons, Matthew. Guaranteed. We don't, there's no, no, there's one, literally one person in the world who loves me enough to listen to all of that. And it's because he's legally required to. <laughs> okay, uh, how about you? I'd like to, uh, to inform you and the listeners that I am the proud winner of the most popular host of Fun Sexy Bible Time runner-up award <laughs> for three years going. never gonna take that poll for real <laughs> i have a um i have a, a podcast one too hold on sorry so one time Haley baumeister said that i was the funniest homeschool mom with a podcast but i feel like you're like that's way too okay. broad so i'm gonna say funniest homeschool mom with a podcast with the word sexy <laughs> and bible in the title <laughs> I mean, we could just award the podcast the award of uh, number one podcast I listen to but can't share with anyone. <laughs> That's true. I, I do feel like a lot of listeners would be able to to give that award out. Okay, I have one for you. Tallest person in Kroger, 99.3% of the true. time. This is true. <laughs> I figured there has to be some points in your life where there's somebody in there taller than you. It's a very Does it count small if the, margin. If the stocking clerks are on a stool, reaching the top shelf, okay. <laughs> no, right. no, no. Natural height only. <laughs> uh, okay, I'd like to also inform you that I am the proud recipient of uh, Charlie and Marie Pierce's third favorite child award. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Who's the fourth favorite? Well, my parents are divorced. I'm a child of divorce, Casey. Uh, I need you to respect that. I know. Um, <laughs> I, I think probably my dad's second to third favorite child most days, and mom is like third or fourth. Uh, so it mm. just averages out to about third favorite child. Okay. I think I'm definitely my parents' third favorite child out of three, so we can talk about that some other time or i can just take that straight to my therapist okay <laughs> uh i'll have another one for you uh funniest tweets written by someone who is actually pretty grumpy fair <laughs> absolutely fair and then for me um best teacher my kids have ever had <laughs> Not to brag, but it's true. All right, this was a mouthful. Uh, I, I give okay. myself <laughs> the 
getting legitimately angry at hypothetical situations that will never happen award. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think we could share that. Just playing out arguments in my head and just getting like all tense and. Oh, we should share that award. I said, wait a minute, like this, this actually has never happened and probably will never happen. Why am I (laughs) like physiologically upset about this right now? That's also called the Punching Ghosts Award. That's my my term. Uh-huh, just, uh-huh. Don't mind me. I'm just punching at ghosts. Mm, mm. It's okay. How about the fact that you're also the best faith-based movie plot writer, including faith-based movies that have actually been made? Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I would definitely want to watch your faith-based movies more than the ones that have already been made. What was the one you did to the cars? What was that called? Um, <laughs> Holy Rollers? Is that it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Holy Rollers. <laughs> Beautiful. So good. Okay. I only have one more for myself. Best parent at convincing George to stay in bed a little longer when it's my morning to get up with him. <laughs> thank you thank you hold your applause it's a a specific skill it really is i did that this morning like no no not yet lay down (laughs) worst parent at convincing george to just stay in his bed all night but that's another story (laughs) how about how about boob fan of the year oh my okay and the only reason i bring this up uh, is, Have you met any babies uh, recently? I spoiled the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, I this is a household award, and uh, oh, okay, okay. I I only reason okay. I'm mentioning it is because uh, I have lost that title a few times. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was tough. It was tough losing that award, but I came back strong. I have an almost three month old niece and man, you just forget those those that those babies, they are boob fans. They're like they're always ready to yep. go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have one more okay. for you. Author with the most misunderstood spelling jokes of all time. Do you know you wrote shit the paradigm? <laughs> I really appreciate the tone you used for that impression. <laughs> per se. The editor missed per se. I appreciate that. That makes me happy. <laughs> All right. Do you have more awards for yourself? Yeah, I got one more. This is a, an award. Uh, it's, it's always neck and neck between me and Kendra for this one. This is a household award. Okay. Just the members okay. of our household. I, like, I should have thought more about household awards. Uh, the... Talking under your breath as you walk away award. <laughs> to each other. Yeah, also known as the Oh okay award. Oh. oh. Oh okay. We don't do that. I just I just say all of it out loud, straight to your face. Well I do that too, and then I then I then I say the really bad stuff as I walk away. Mm-hmm. The stuff that uh, I, I probably don't actually want her to hear, but I want the satisfaction of saying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should get an award for for still not cussing at my kids. I feel like I 
I feel like every day that passes gets us closer to me um, failing in this. <laughs> Just the amount of things that they can find to bicker about. Yep. And I just, one day it's going to hit me just right and I'm going to lose it and <laughs> they're, they're going to, they're, they're going to be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember where we were recently, but I was trying to do something and there was a couple of my kids around and I was like, shh, and <laughs> about to say shit. And one of them just looked at me, you know, with those eyes, those judgmental eyes that kids mm-hmm. have. And she said, shoot. Oh, my. <laughs> she was like. <laughs> and the really funny thing is that George calls them parent words. I don't know why we have not taught him that. That's amazing. But he calls them parent words. We have used the phrase adult words. Okay. But instead of like bad words, you know. But he calls them parent words. So when I tripped, when I, when I opened the dishwasher the other day and then proceeded to immediately trip over <laughs> the prone door and I kicked the dishwasher so hard it almost came came out of the cabinet and then called it a... That, oh my gosh, that, please air horn that. That would have been considered a parent word, huh? That is a parent word. Yes. Only parents can say that. (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) Do you think you would say some parent words as you were pulling on your Spanx for men over your dad bod? (laughs) I'm going to say spoiler alert. You will. This, this shoot, this, another thing that just graced my Twitter feed last night was an ad for men's compression shorts. This has long been an item for women. I mean, we're talking years and decades of women compressing their midsections and thighs. And now you too can have shorts that just make it difficult to breathe make you wonder why why you're alive okay let's 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 begin by let's let's divide this here these these, there are compression shorts that are useful for athletic purposes but this is not compression shorts this is not like something you put on oh no this is not like compress the things that you don't want (laughs) this is right this is not like these are these are not like sliders. Yeah, I'm not putting these on before I go play pickup. No. These are for the the express purpose of smoothing and minimizing the appearance of your midsection. Okay. Is there any any time that you could see yourself putting a pair of these on that's an absolute (laughs) no all right so i've got some strong feelings about this okay let's hear it 
All right, from a libertarian perspective, you're free to do whatever you choose. I I do not want to take away your ability as a man to wear. I mean, it's not even sure. This is like an Andre the Giant singlet almost that like comes all the way up to your nipples. Like that's that's what we're talking about here. Yes. Yes. If you choose to do that as a libertarian type person, I I will honor that. However, you should be ashamed. You should be you should totally be ashamed of this. Mm. Because hey, why don't you just be honest with yourself and wear a sign on your forehead that says, I've totally given up. <laughs> I've totally given up on the concept of diet and exercise. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I know this is stepping on toes. No, I don't. Okay, keep going. This, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, why Why are you wrapping yourself up like an overstuffed burrito? Like, either own the dad bod <laughs> or work on it. And I'm not saying this as some, as some Adonis-type Superman with He's really not, physique. I promise. <laughs> I'm staring at him right wow. now. <laughs> I just had to break up. I had to break up this rant. Go ahead. I, too, struggle with dad bod. There have been times in my life where maybe I could have used some Spanx. But did I wear them? No. I faced reality. I looked at myself in the mirror and I said... It's getting a little out of hand. I need to get back on the burpees. <laughs> because I think, may disagree, I think sometimes as a man, you just need to face reality and say, mm. I haven't seen my privates in a while. Is that someone else's fault? <laughs> no, that's my fault. Because I eat 17 donuts a day for breakfast. <laughs> am I okay with this? If I am okay with the guy that can't see his privates, then I'm going to keep eating donuts. If I'm not, mm. Mm. I need to make some changes. Mm. I never really like. I never really like see these type these types of devices as like trying to make you necessarily look super fit or like more fit than you are. It's just like a like a sm- like it like smooths out your appearance to make you not be bumpy. <laughs> Which doesn't necessarily have to do with your level of fitness, you know? Like, (laughs) as a woman, I can just tell you there's just, you know, certain bumps and dimples that are never going away. So, (laughs) should women be ashamed for wearing Spanx or just men? I feel like I can't speak to that. I mean, I feel like you can speak to the women. Because, I mean, listen, Ah. like, what is a push-up bra? What is, you Mm. know, I mean, Elvis Presley wore a girdle. Like, there's all kinds of devices. (laughs) Look look what happened to him. (laughs) I mean, he did. This is your message of warning. (laughs) That's what you should have started with. You should have started with that. Start with the girdle. I mean, that's fine. Whatever. (laughs) I guess the thing that rubs me the wrong way is it's just an awful lot of trouble. Like, it's an awful lot of trouble to... I mean, do you got to grease yourself up before you get in one of these? Like, do you got to... Mm. Like, like a... No, you just... It, it is a little bit of work. I've, I have Spanx or, you know, the off-brand, because a pair of, like, real Spanx are 50-something dollars. It's just nice if you have, like, a more form-fitting dress. 
you know, you do feel like a little smoothed out. Nobody's going to look at me and think I'm like a different dress size than I am. But it does help with like, you know, if someone's going to take a picture of me at this wedding, maybe I just am not like, you know, but. I think too, like the pictures you <laughs> sent me, the pictures you sent me, I mean, it was like these. What pictures? Oh, of this of this yeah. item, the product. The pictures just kind of rubbed me <laughs> I was the just wrong talking way. about pic- people taking pictures of me, and then you said the pictures you sent me. So it was just a little bit of a disconnect Sorry. in my mind. <laughs> I'm just I'm all over the place. <laughs> so okay, well, then flip it around. Danny starts wearing them. Are you okay with this? Um, I don't, I don't, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he's going to want this item. So I, I feel like the answer to that is probably no. No, I'm not okay with it. <laughs> I mean, like with the full Andre the Giant, like up to the nipples, <laughs> Spanx. <laughs> Because the pictures, the pictures in the ad were like it was like a huge contraption. It wasn't just like a, like a cummerbund. It was a. No, it's like shorts, but they go up high because you have to. You your your stomach, you know, starts there. So. I, I think Kendra would not. I I know Kendra would not approve if I wore these. I would be more annoyed at the cost of it than anything. How much were they? That's the kind of person I don't know. They're probably. They're probably a good price. <laughs> Anyways, my 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 one comment though about Spanx for men is it's about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time somebody put out a product that made you wonder, do I need that? Do I need to to be smoother? Even if I don't need to lose weight, do I need to do I need to look smoother in my shirts? If I lean one way and I have a little back fat, is that okay? (laughs) I don't have to lean to have back fat. But anyway, some people do. So now that I've trashed this, uh, be sure and check out our our product store where we're selling FSBT (laughs) branded. (laughs) You know who's definitely going to buy this product? Uh, If you can say who I'm thinking. Joshua Mills? No, definitely the Crisagas okay. brothers are well, was, definitely hey, buying this. Product. I was so close. I would have. I would have got there. <laughs> you really were. I would have got there. They're gonna. They're gonna. I mean, they're already. It's just one more thing, right? You got the wig. So you put your wig on. You pull your spanks up. Then you get dressed. I don't know. I just feel like yeah. Speaking of wigs, like there's just. I don't know. There's. <laughs> there's levels too far for guys. I feel like a wig mm. is too far. Mm. I don't know. Interesting. I feel like Spanx probably goes that way too. <laughs> the other thing is, it's, we could talk about it's, those. It's, compression shorts are fine for athletics, but the the moment you step off the court, it's it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. When your privates are on the outside, it's really not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I can't imagine wrapping up that tie. I would like you to know that 
I have never worn a pair of compression shorts that are comfortable. So <laughs> they're just or pantyhose, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it is kind of like pantyhose, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. I just like what the sacrifice these guys are going to make, though, to like be wrapped up that tight. Mm. Because I don't think it works unless you have like the full, the full shorts, right? You can't just have the Probably midsection. Not. <laughs> yeah yeah or else is it gonna slide all over the place well you don't want that <laughs> anyway so i think the main message of of this is just find someone who has agreed to love you forever and then <laughs> you can just say goodbye to the compression shorts it's like this is it <laughs> no take that out <laughs> <laughs> I think I think my I think my revulsion towards it is is just as a dad who fights the dad bod with a lot mm-hmm. of effort, a lot of effort, and it's like that's cheating, that's cheating. Ah, mm. uh, so <laughs> I can relate to that. Oh, I can relate. Is this to like that. plastic surgery? Like these women who like everybody is like, oh, she's. Like, Jennifer Lopez is 50-something, and people lose their minds over her. I'm like, yeah, but so? She's literally had the the best advantages ever since she was in her 20s, so why wouldn't she look like that? Yeah. So I can understand that kind of mindset of, like, that's cheating. Or, you know, or like me and Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, just uh, I am a delight. Nothing changes. Yes, absolutely. We both are. We forgot to give each other that award. <laughs> Most delightful people ever. I, I feel like I was really grumpy on this episode. I may just have to run the uh, Bruce Springsteen worship leader to save myself. It's just like the final, the final segment. <laughs> Yeah, let's push that. Love you. One. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Have fun. We're gonna pick you up at late.
So I'm going to sing a song by a friend of mine called Zach Williams. It's called Chain Breaker. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. If you got something, I can't remember the lyrics, he's a way maker. If you need saving or healing, he's a prison shaking savior. You got chains, he's a chain breaker. But then the policeman come and put them chains back on ya. You're trying to get free, trying to run California. Going hard as fast as you can. But in America, this boy is a man.